0: What would you say if I could give you a chance to be mentored by the world's leading international thought leaders, authors, speakers and change makers? Well, from the 25th to the 31st of August, we are launching our free seven-day online summit with 21 very inspirational human beings that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, cognitive psychology, spiritual psychology, evolutionary biology, genetics, medicine, and philosophy to help the audience understand how their unconscious habits and thought patterns affect their ability to build wealth, health, love, and achieve lasting transformation. To find out more, go to katherineplano.com forward slash summit. But wait, there is more. We have a super exciting announcement our first Australian tour for Be Undeniably Awesome, which is also happening in August, where I will be sharing with you 12 powerful tools to rocket fuel your transformation. As you know, we are on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Sometimes there is no next time and no second chances. Sometimes it's now or never. So what are you waiting for? Don't give it another thought. Take action today and go to katherineplano.com forward slash tool. All links will be found in the show notes for dates and location. This week... Another super amazing guest for you, Molly Meha. Molly is the founder of StrataJoy, an online community that has helped thousands of women reclaim joy and meaning in their world. She's an entrepreneur, a mama and adventurer obsessed with taboo topics, designing personal experiments and the power of sisterhood. After surviving her own quarter-life crisis by quitting her dream job and embarking on a year-long trip around the world, Molly has spent the last nine years empowering other women to discover and live their own version of success. She helps her clients and community reconnect to their truth, refocus their efforts, and reclaim their joy via deep diving into 10 topics that are vital to our lives as modern women authenticity, expectations, body love, pleasure, ritual, creativity, courage, purpose, power and abundance. The results? A thriving tribe of badass women who take their dreams seriously, aren't afraid to tell the truth and understand that we all rise together. Molly's superpowers, Telling the Truth Kindly, gathering awesome women together and, yes, reclaiming joy. It's now time to tune into this one very joyful human being. Enjoy. Well, this week, as always, I'm super excited. We have another amazing woman of inspiration for you, Molly Mehar. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thanks, Catherine. I am happy to be here. I'm super happy. Actually, Molly and I, this is our second day together. So I was super excited when I woke up this morning thinking, oh, awesome. I am going to hang out with Molly again. (laughs) I know. Double trouble over here. I know. It's awesome. So Molly, how we love to start the show is always ask our woman of inspiration her unique story. So what is your story? How did you get to do what you do today?
1: Okay, here is the super short version. I said that yesterday, and then I failed. So I'm going to do it today. I was one of those overachieving um, children. My mom tells me that she remembers going into a student-parent-teacher conference, and probably in second or third grade, one of the teachers told her, well, Molly's always telling the other kids what to do, but they really happily follow her. (laughs) And I remember this. I would organize like all class games on the playground when I was like, you know, seven years old and we play zoo or I was into Michael Jackson lip syncs for quite a while. So <clears throat> apparently I was forcing all the other children to, you know, partake in my lip sync designs, but it, it snowballed into childhood and early teens and even early twenties where I was always chasing my gold star. What am I supposed to do next? Get into the best school, get the job, you know, Checking off all of the boxes. And I wouldn't say I was unhappy. I was very happy until I kind of got to the end of the line. And I was, let's see, probably 24. I just met the man who at this point is my husband. Um, I knew he was gonna be a big piece of my life. I was working what I thought was my dream job. No, I had to be older than 24. I was more like 26. A couple of years, a couple of years into dating Ken. Uh, was opening a sexy boutique hotel in downtown Seattle as part of the seven person opening team doing sales and marketing and event planning. Like this is what I had been working on. This is what, this is, was supposed to be the pinnacle. And I woke up one morning, rode the bus 45 minutes in the rain to work, got my giant Starbucks latte, showed up at my computer, switched it on in my basement office, you know, my cheap polyester suit and just said, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And it was scary because I had no idea what I wanted to do, like what that was. But selling men in suits, little $5 Coca-Colas was not using my gifts. And I knew that. So fast forward one quarter life crisis later, uh, 11-month backpacking trip around the world, listening to my first, embarrassing at least at this, uh, Tony Robbins audio CD on the the steps of somewhere in Seville, Sevilla, and I said, you know what? I've always been a leader. I've always been a woman who wasn't afraid to kind of do their own thing. I, I had this quote when I was like a thirteen-year-old that said, "Stand up for what is right, even if you are standing alone." I, I mean, what kind of weirdo thirteen-year-old has that as their like life's quote? But that was me, and I just decided I needed to be helping other women figure out what they wanted to do with their lives. I hadn't really heard of a life coach at this point. It was or it was like a brand new world, um, and I was twenty-eight. And I said, all right, this is what I want to do. And that was 10 years ago. So we've had many, many ups and downs on the building the business All you know, a really busy season of life for me as I, um, I have two kids now. I have a six and a half year old and a four and a half year old. And we've moved two times as a family. Um, but that's that's the impetus for why I do what I do. And that's how I got here obviously we fast forwarded 10 years of hard business lessons and life lessons but that's how it started
0: Mm. and for our listeners did you want to talk a little bit about strategoy i love the name
1: oh yeah yeah so so that's what i've been doing the last 10 years i um formed a it's a it's truly an online community i i imagine very much like what you have here catherine with what you do um for women who want to engage in their life authentically And I know authentic gets overplayed and is cliche, but it is still the word that best describes what I do, which is helping people get really clear about what's actually important to you, not what's expected of you, not what your parents that you should do or your professor or your boss or, or your partner or your kids for that matter, like that soul level rightness of being in alignment with how you spend your days from the little things to how you dress and how you move your body to the big thing is like, what are you doing to use your gifts in this lifetime? And what does it mean to renegotiate pretty much every relationship in your life? Um, Asking for what you need and setting boundaries about what is good and not good for you. So it's a process of identifying that. And then a lot of our time in our courses and our live events and the work that I do is spent I don't know if courage is the right word, but, but gathering courage to take those actions that let you live the life you're imagining for yourself. Um, I am one of those, those coaches or teachers or whatever you want to say who loves action. I think we learn by doing. As much as I want you to sit and journal and meditate and dance and embody these things, I want you to go out and do them in your real life. Because it's the only way you learn about. Oh, that felt good. Ooh, that felt good and scary. Or ooh, that felt horrible. Right? It's practice. That's that's the work of alignment is doing it and then evaluating
0: after the fact. So yeah, that's strategy. Mm, <laughs> I love that. So how do you help one connect with their gifts? Because we talk about you know being on purpose, mm-hmm. uh, follow your bliss, uh, get in touch with your gifts. How does one get in touch with the gifts? Because I know that's one of those things that I have had some of our listeners will say, reach out and go, Catherine, I've been on this journey, this self-discovery journey for so many years and I still don't know what my gift is. I don't mm. even know what my purpose is. Yeah.
1: Well... <laughs> Here's here's my take on that. I get to spend a whole month talking about purpose in my reclamation program. So I I have a pretty specific view that is not everyone's view on purpose, but here's what I think. I think that who you are and how you show up in all areas of your life, if you are truly steeped in your authentic self, is is your purpose. Like it is not some skill necessarily or And I think this people get mad at me when I say this one. Most people, maybe not most people, lots of people are never going to make money with their life's purpose because that's not about what they're doing. It's who they're being while they do all the things that they do. Um, Little ways to get clear about what that is. One, I don't think it's actually going to become a, it's not going to be a surprise to you. It's not going to be the thing you pick, like you're at the bookstore, browsing all the books. You're like, Ooh, this is my purpose. No, it's actually going to be something that has always been there. You might not be aware of it because it's so natural to you. um, But when you look at the story of your life and you look at all the different meaningful moments, the good and the bad, there's going to be a common thread that connects them. Uh, the, the gift piece can come out as an expression of that purpose. So gifts can be things that you just love to do. Gifts can be things that you're really good at. Um, I know lots of people, there's so many different interesting ways to um, take quizzes or get charts read, right? You could do your human design. You can get your natal charts done, you, right? I feel like that is all helpful to help you connect with Oh, yeah, I do that. I always tell people how it is. Oh, I'm always the person other people turn to to get um, re motivated or, or re loving. So, those are fun ways to just help you get language to talk about yourself. But one of my girlfriends, one of my colleagues who is a career coach, said this to me when I was interviewing her about purpose, and it always stayed with me. Um, her name is Laura Sims, by the way. She's lovely. but. She said, I think of purpose not as your legacy of like what you're gonna leave when you die. I think of purpose as the way you make people feel when you leave the room. Like it's this act every day with whoever's in your room, your actual room, your living room, the grocery store, the PTA meeting. How do they feel because of you when you leave? That's such a good reminder to me that our purpose and our gifts are lived out in every moment.
0: Oh, that's so true. I mean, people will always remember how you made them feel, not so much what you've said. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Molly.
1: Do you you want to know what my purpose is, Gavin? Oh, I'd love to. (laughs) Because I do think it's useful to, we call them anchor statements. To to understand, right? So mine is and has been since about the start of StrataJoyce, so that's 2008. I am here to celebrate my life authentically. And inspire others to do the same. Period. Done. Mm. And each each word choice is very specific. Celebrate uh, my life. I'm a storyteller. It's one of the things I do. So I share pretty much every detail about my life. Uh, I'm signed up for that in this lifetime. I get that. And then the the inspiration piece. That's that's the teacher. That's the this is the work I'm doing um, because I want others to feel this. I want that to be an authentic life for them. Again, I don't. I don't care what it is they're doing necessarily. I care that it's authentic to
0: them. So, mm, I love that. I really do. So, Molly, <laughs> you've you've had you started really young and you're very successful.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: for our listeners, what would be a piece of advice that you would like to give someone who would like to embark? on a new career a new life a new uh because we do have a lot of entrepreneurs a new something what would be that one thing for you that you would say this is where you start
1: Mm. (sighs) well I don't know if I can help with where you start but here is a piece of advice that I tell myself still to this day that has been very useful uh It's that I am doing this, like I'm in it for the long run. Like I'm playing, here's what it actually sounds like in my head. I'm always saying I'm playing the long game because it helps me remember when the tiny things go wrong, which may seem really, really big in the moment, but that like, oh, I didn't hit my launch numbers or, oh man, that, um, that manifesto that I poured so much time and energy into was like a total flop. Nobody reacted to it. <laughs> so the, the thing that gives me peace and it really does help me is like, this is the long game. Great. Take that information. Use it. Start over. Throw it away. Talk to the people you thought it would affect that it didn't. But that I don't need to get hung up on the little, uh, the little ups and downs of entrepreneurship because they will always be there. If you are pushing your edge, if you are trying to grow as a teacher or a designer or a, you know whatever it is, your spiritual teacher, whatever you're doing out there, if you are actually growing in your work, you're going to have mistakes. You're going to have failures. You're going to have things that don't hit. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. And change is hard. That's just... Putting your own work out into the world where people are so quick to judge and bat it around, that is hard. So I give myself a lot of grace of just showing up every day, like taking the one step after the other step um, is enough.
0: It's truly enough, especially when it feels hard. And I think that ties in with what you were saying as well. Like you're doing, you're taking that one step at a time because that's how we learn, right? It's 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 in the doing that we learn, and we may come across where we make mistakes, but that's how we grow. So, on that, what would be some of your greatest lessons learned on in your journey over the last ten years with business?
1: Oh my gosh! Well, here's one that <laughs> still pisses me off every time I say it. You know, it always seems like there's people who the formula works for, right? Like there's a formula, someone's teaching it or well, we could probably name you and I, many people who are teaching different formulas, but then there's like the students of the formula. They're like, great, I am just going to pay all this money and I'm going to do this. And then it works for them. I always get so jealous of those people because I am the opposite. Anything I try to do because like, oh, hey, this is how it's done. Never works for me. (laughs) It never works works so luckily I learned this pretty quickly after you know investing fair chunks of my money I was like okay I I can't like this is I can't run my business based on how other people are running theirs because for whatever reason and I you know I probably know the reasons now but it doesn't land it doesn't land for me it doesn't land for my people it doesn't land for the women I want to reach so I call this going I go rogue a lot I have just learned that I need to do exactly how it is I want to do it, whether this is what you're supposed to do or not. And yes, something still don't work, but I feel better about it. My alignment feels better, and for the most part, it is much more resonant with my community. Mm. So, it just pretty much made a vow. Like, and this might change if I ever want to like drastically change what I'm doing. But like, I don't hire. I don't hire a business coach for myself. I know that's weird as a coach, but I just I don't do it. I don't spend money learning about things that I don't really like that much. <laughs> I just don't do them. <laughs> like do the things that I love better. That's kind of my whole goal this year, actually. If anyone's interested, my plan, my like my business plan for twenty nineteen is that we're in yeah twenty nineteen is to do what I love better.
0: Mm, I love Period. that. Period.
1: Period. That's all I'm going to do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You, You hear that often, Molly, that, you know, I think that we all have a unique offer. And I hear quite often there's entrepreneurs out there and women in business and men that go and do all these courses because that's what other people are doing. They've got qualifications or they've got, and this is what they're doing. And then you've got to get a business coach and you've got to. And yes, it does work. Uh, for some, but not for everyone, and and I think that's really about standing in your power and like uh, expanding on your knowledge and your power. And that's what you're doing for 2019.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, I Gresham Rubin's little um, motivation scale. I totally test as a rebel, so it's one of those things where if someone tells me what to do, I want to do the opposite. Mm. It's like just how I'm built. Checkboxes are not good for me, They do not how I learn, that's not how I do best. And I do think you need to understand, let me give that the, the asterisk, the caveat to what I said, you need to understand the game. Like I need to know enough about internet marketing and personal development and um, community building that I understand the rules and then I can break them if I want to you know, there's still structure that is in place, right? There's still the neuroscience, the psychology behind it, all those things that I can't make up. So I, I want to learn them, but then I want full permission to put my own unique and innovative twist on what I know. So I I think maybe that's why I can say, okay, at this point, no more courses, no more coaches, because I've done it for 10 years.
0: Yeah, I gotcha, yeah.
1: I've got enough space. I don't want to scare anyone or make you feel bad if you're like, but I don't know what to do. Great. You know what? You are probably then in the perfect spot to hire somebody or take a course. Like you should know the rules of the game you're playing before you start building your own game board.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that that leads into a question uh, that we love to ask our Women of Inspiration about pain points. We believe that we all have pain points in business or in life. Uh, Being a very successful um, entrepreneur yourself, what would be a pain point or some pain points that you deal with on a regular basis and how do you uh, stumble upon your solution?
1: Mm. Tell me more about what you mean by a pain point, just things
0: that are hard for me? Pain points, things that – so I'm big on working with our strengths. So I will work with my strength. A pain point for me, for example, is social media. I call it the black hole. And <laughs> that's me. So I have a, a team member who looks after that. So they'll just use my content, but they'll do all of that because for me, I um, – and I don't come from that generation either. So I think that's probably what it is. So a pain point may be that. Or a pain point could be that you just don't know how to say no. And mm. therefore, you get yourself in a situation where you're overwhelmed all the time. So what would be a pain point for you?
1: Yes. Okay. So here is one of my pain points that I have to deal with most frequently. Um, there... This has always been part of my life. And then I took this very useful little quiz. I'm telling you a lot about quizzes. Apparently, I really like quizzes today. Um, Martin Seligman's, uh, what was it called? Learned Optimism book. There was a quiz, I think is online for free, that you can still find today about are you an optimist or a pessimist? And I took this many years ago thinking, oh my God, of course I'm an optimist. Like, I'm a raging optimist. I am a total, like, that's who I am. I take this quiz and it tells me. It was very fascinating, by the way. When things are going well, yes, I am an off-the-charts optimist because I believe it will last forever. It's going to be permanent. I believe it will be pervasive. So if things are going well in one piece piece of my life, it's going to go well in all of my pieces of life. And I take it very personally. If things are going well, I think it's because of me, like what I did. Great. So that's all the equation for, like, raging optimism. However... I score high in all three of those categories when things are going horribly, which makes me, when things are going poorly, the worst kind of pessimist. I take it personally. I have done something wrong, which is why this is going poorly. I think it's gonna last forever. You know, there will be no end to this dip, and I think it's gonna spread into every area of my life. Oh my god, my business, you know, I didn't sell any spots to reclamation today, the rest of my day is ruined, and then my week is ruined, you know. Da, da, da. And that piece of information made so much sense when I saw it in black and white about my emotional swings. I'm a high, high, low, low person. Great highs, great lows. And I'm okay with that. I've just, I've accepted it. It's who I am. But when I saw this piece of especially the personalization of when things were going wrong, it explains so many of the places where I can get triggered so quickly. Basically... <laughs> Before I practiced for the last five years, being able to take criticism well, you could critique anything and it would, I I would lose it. I mean, I wouldn't lose it in front of you. I have enough togetherness to be like, oh, okay. And then I would be like a basket case at home alone. Um. And this is not really great for business because it means I was avoiding asking for feedback, which you know you should iterate on your products, on your on your events. I do a live camp for a hundred women every year, and I wouldn't even send them like post event recaps because I knew I wouldn't be able to read them if someone said something mean. <laughs> so, I I do a better job um, recognizing the any little thing on social media or in my inbox or, um, in person, although that doesn't happen as, as much like this was wrong, or I had a hard time with this. I, I go, Ooh, okay. Self, this is where you want to take it personally and go, Oh, I'm the worst. This will let you I can catch myself now and be like, okay, here's what I call it. My woe is me story. I'm like, Oh, here's where you're going to go. Woe is me. Woe is me. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Yeah. 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 Molly get to the end. Okay what do I need to take from this feedback? Is it useful? Do I care? Great. Like that's, that's a pain point for me that I've done a lot of work around being able to to greet it with, I don't know what the word is, equanimity, like evenness, not Mm -hmm. make it a bigger deal than it, than it is. It just, it is just the sentence. I can handle it. And I can decide what to do with it. Done. (laughs) So Molly, just what was the name of that quiz? I'm sorry. Oh, it's um Martin Seligman's Learned Optimism. Okay. That, that, he wrote a book called that, and the quiz is from the book, but I'm pretty sure if you type that in and say, like, Learned Optimism Quiz, you can find it. I think Stanford had it online for a while.
0: Fantastic. I still think it's online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was very useful. It is. It, and I was just wondering, do you think that's probably a reason that – because you hear it, the business are very, uh, a lot of businesses fail to succeed within the first 12 months. Do you think that would be a reason that individuals fail to succeed because they don't ask for the feedback uh, early on in the stage?
1: Well, I don't even know. I mean, sometimes I don't even listen to the feedback because I'm very clear of what I'm creating and it, and it doesn't really matter to me. I, um, you know, I'm like, oh, well, then you're not the right person for this because this is what I want to do. So I don't think you're going to fail if you don't take feedback. Um, But I do think you could self-sabotage yourself really quickly if you get too addicted to um, the good or the bad feedback. Like if you can't, if you can't, how do I want to say this? Um, If it, if you're relying too much on external validation as the business owner, Either way, good or bad, that's going to make it a lot harder to last, to keep going, right? There has to be something that where you are being internally validated for showing up and doing your best because there's
0: lots in business that we cannot control. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Friends right. oh, yeah, evenness within
1: yourself. Yeah. Mm,
0: there's two things I'd like to unpack. So, because we've heard that from different speakers, that you need to know your market, your target market before you create your product. And then others will say, no, no, you've got to do what you love, create your product, and they will come. So, what mm. are your thoughts about that? You've obviously well, gone and done the. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, yes. Uh, I had a strong idea of what I wanted to be doing from the start, but here's where I do think um, you can't get too attached. Like one of my products that I still sell to this day is is called the joy equation. And it was the very first workshop I ever taught in 2009 for three women. I always tell the story like that's where it started. Um, I think that you have to take your idea and that you have to teach at least in the very specific world I'm in that you have to be doing it live with people, whether that's online live or in-person live or at an event live, you need to be able to hear how they're reacting, what they need your help with, where they're getting stuck, um, what parts are boring for them, like before you turn it into a product. So this is, again, kind of specific to my industry, but I don't think that you can make up a like a teaching or a curriculum product or a self-paced study thing without having gone through it several times with people live Um, because that's how you flesh out your idea and make it better in each iteration before you're like okay this is good it has gone through 100 people at this point and we've you know recorrected it and I everything that I have done has gone through a process like that which is why I'm so confident about what it is out there like, I've already corrected the things I've seen <laughs> because I was side by side with you doing it. Now I can pre record it and, and box it up.
0: Yeah, so absolutely. I'm kind,
1: of, I'm kind of both. I'm like a mix of both, I think.
0: Yeah. And, you me- and uh, you're and obviously really flexible to the feedback and therefore change it uh, uh, so that it's aligned with your target market.
1: Yeah. Mm. I mean, yes, absolutely. And sometimes it's easy as being like, oh, wow, nobody understood that. Like, look at all the questions. So you like pay attention to your customer service or what's coming back to you. I'm like, oh, like this is completely clear to me, but nobody seems to get this part. Even as small as like user experience online, if I get the same question several times, I'm like, why aren't they seeing that button? It's right there. So we have to think about, whoa, okay. But obviously people are not seeing that button right there. So let's let's try something new. (laughs) Let's move it. uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, what I think is really fun about business. I like that kind of problem solving.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me too. So the other thing you spoke about was self-sabotage, which I love to unpack that a little bit. So what is your trick dealing with your saboteur?
1: Mm. Well, again, part of it's just getting familiar with its tropes, like what does yours love to yap at you? Um, you know, I know I know all the different opinions. Like there, some people are very um. Are very much on the side of telling them to be quiet and you know maybe not maybe not that nicely and just ignoring it. I think I fall more on the side of my inner critic or my saboteur is is helping me in some ways they they know what I'm scared of and they're trying to keep me safe. so mine gets really yappy when i'm Putting an opinion out or talking about something that is a little bit outside of my comfort zone, which in this day and age is anything to do with racism, uh, politics. I mean, <laughs> like I have very strong feelings, but I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not well informed, and so my saboteur loves to nip at my heels when I'm, when I'm tr- trying to. Th- Say something because oh you don't know enough. Oh, you're gonna get killed for this. Nobody's gonna like so (sighs) you know, I really do. I do the whole personalization conversation. I say, okay, I understand. This feels scary. I'm not sure how this is gonna land with my people. And I I feel ill informed. I feel a bit like there's a lot more work for me to do. I hear you I I hear you, inner critic, like I understand this is scary. And I just kind of like, you know, pretend I'm giving her a little head massage and stroking her and say, and I also feel strongly that I need to say this. So we're going to, we're going to be scared. We're going to do it anyway. All right. Press send and then go like, go outside and go for a walk on the beach.
0: Um, yeah, that's. <laughs> I love that. So you work with it in a critic. Fine. And it's true. It is there to keep you safe. Absolutely. So the other thing that we love to ask as we start wrapping up the show is love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be yours, Molly? Mm.
1: <sighs> it's, a it's a tie. I'm going for two. I'm breaking the rules. Authentic and joy.
0: Yes, I knew you had to have joy for our listeners. Uh, Molly has a a beautiful tattoo on her arm, Joy. So I was expecting joy. Awesome. (laughs) And the other thing that we do is I love to ask our woman of inspiration to share three shiny golden nuggets for our listeners. So what are those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today?
1: Okay, so these are like real-life skills. Here we go. Here is my three golden nuggets for you. One, to have in your arsenal some magic spells. And my magic spells are pretty specific. They are things that get you out of stuck places. So the quick version is brainstorm some of your common stuck places. I'm feeling totally unmotivated. Um, I am completely overwhelmed by everything I have to do. I feel very bored in my relationship whatever brainstorm like a couple of them that you come across a lot and then put together a magic spell so next time i feel this here is what i'm going to do and again some of this is learning through experience but some of it you just know for me it really helps for my magic spells if they hit all five senses so what's what's the smell am i going to do that through an essential oil am i going to do that through a cup of tea and i'm am i going to go walk down to the beach and take a whiff of the air what's what's the song uh i'm very motivated by music so i have all sorts of playlists on my spotify which are public by the way if you want to go borrow them uh, that put me in certain moods use that um sometimes you need something touchy like um, a scarf or uh, a hand placement a mudra perhaps like something when you put your body in this or you wrap this around you it can invoke the answer, the magical spell that's going to help you either sit with that emotion that you're feeling or get yourself out of it. Um, All of my magical spells that I have in my arsenal always end with, if everything else fails, go the fuck to bed. Like everything's always better in the morning. So just start over. (laughs) If I work through everything else, nothing's helping me. I literally just go to bed, go to bed. So that's a golden nugget. That's a really long golden nugget. Should we just end there?
0: No, no, we've got another two. That's a really good one. Okay, so magical spells. Other
1: golden nugget that I really hope you have in your life, everybody listening, is a specific practice to listen to yourself. Catherine and I didn't get into it much on this interview, but on the one we did yesterday, I am such a believer that you have everything you need Like you really do. And one of the most amazing skills that you can build in this lifetime is a practice to listen to your own wisdom. And it requires a couple of things. Some time, right? Structure, silence. And then um, a way to capture it. So uh, for me, mine's always writing, it's journaling, it's morning pages, it's uh, guided meditations, it's something and then and then turning to my journal. So my, my inner self, my soul, whatever you want to call it, we have a really lovely relationship through my journal. Um, I know other people do this through dance practices, embodiment practices, through yoga, through all sorts of different types of meditation. But spending time with yourself in some form so that you can listen. Vital. So work on that, everybody. Okay, yay. <laughs> the third golden nugget I have is I think it's really helpful to create some anchors for yourself um, about what it is that's important to you. So we we talked about one of them on this call the the purpose statement. I think values and there's a million and one life value exercises that you can do online my version is that course I talked about the joy equation. Um, I do a yearly one, a yearly kind of holiday process where I end up with a theme word. Catherine was looking at my vision board. We looked at that today. I have a theme word and then I have five ways I want to be or ways I am that I'm really going to honor with action. And so I know those, I write those down every morning. I think about how can I honor, um, let's see if I can repeat them We're only 24 days into this new year. Um, this year for me they are I am brilliant I am transparent I am badass I am love and I am resourced and I use those to help me make decisions I use those to check in with myself if I'm feeling down or bored about well which one of these can I like lean into today um so whatever that looks like for you, there's lots of different forms of having anchors, but knowing them, identifying them,
0: and then using them
1: is my last golden nugget.
0: Oh, I love all three. I love the magic spells. And even with the, the one that you were talking about, go within, seek within because uh, we have wisdom within, I, I really believe that we all have the resources we need. We just got to tap within to actually – find those um, and I love the anchoring so I love all three thank you so very much so Molly where's the best place for our listeners to find you yes well
1: since I made up the name of my business I am pretty much Strategoy everywhere on the internet unless you want to see pictures of the beautiful place I live and my darling children that Instagram handle I do have a strategy one for for all things strategy but then my personal one is just my name Molly Mehar on Instagram but everything else is under strategyjoy.
0: And for our listeners, I highly recommend check out Molly Meha. Her website is beautiful. And you can see like when you were talking about magic spells, I went, oh, that was your that's what I got out of your website, absolutely. <laughs> Molly, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, sharing your wisdom, your time and energy. Thank you so, so very much.
1: Thank you for having me and thank you all for listening. Please reach out and say you listened. I love to hear feedback or what you're taking with you. So I look forward to meeting you. Thank you.
0: where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an e-book to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at Catherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano.